Greg Masters here reporting at the Florida Association of ACOs in Orlando. And this is the second annual. And we just had, we're just treated to an excellent talk by Renee Lehrer, who is the president of a company called Guidewell, who also happens to have some relationship to a company called Florida Blue. Hi, Renee. How are you? Doing great. Now, you just got off the stage, did an excellent job up there. What was your principal message to the audience? You know, I think the message, this was a message to a group of ACOs. The message really was about the future is changing, healthcare is really evolving, and the only way this really works is, number one, the patient's at the center. Everything we do is for the patient, and that there needs to be an alignment and integration of all the stakeholders for the benefit of the patient. Our goal at Guidewell, or Florida Blue, is really to identify those folks who are willing to partner and integrate with us, align our incentives, create the true financial incentives to truly benefit the best healthcare we can deliver for patients at the most cost-effective price. So tell us a little bit about what you're baking there. Everyone's pretty familiar with the blue plans. What's Guidewell? So Guidewell is a bit different. First of all, Guidewell is the parent company that we created two years ago, Guidewell Mutual Holding Company, of which there are several subsidiaries. Our health insurance market subsidiaries is Florida Blue, used to be Blue Cross Blue Shield of Florida. But we're really converting from a health insurer to a health solutions company, which is to create solutions in the community to improve the health care of the people of the state of Florida. So we're developing programs, whether they're working with ACOs or whether they're hospital development projects, or whether they're building freestanding, essentially freestanding emergency rooms, or building clinics that bring healthcare to patients in the way they want healthcare delivered. So we're building clinics in Miami, primarily focused on the Hispanic, Central, and South American population. We're building capabilities where folks can get access to an emergency essentially emergency room at appropriate pricing in a different kind of environment and a more pleasant environment, but the same level of quality where their care is delivered quickly in a positive manner where they have a great customer experience. And at the end of the day, we're building partnerships with providers throughout the state. That's our goal, to work with them on an integrated manner so that we can effectively have people do what they do best. Hospitals and doctors should be doing certain things that at the end of the day we probably won't have to do and vice versa. The goal is to stop competing with each other and stop collaborating, sort of decrease the amount of duplication of effort and increase the capabilities by working together and not in fighting with each other. So you've been at this a while, have had a rather impressive career. Uh, tell us a little bit about in the last 20 20 years or so that we've been at this. Why is healthcare so problematic in terms of implementing both innovation and making a difference in the lives of patients or members? So I, I've been, I started practicing as a practicing physician many years ago and then got involved in managed care for the past 30 years. You know, medicine has always been a cottage industry. It's not like technology where there is a Google or a Yahoo that really is the driver and the innovator. There are hundreds of thousands of doctors, and until recently, many of them in individual practices, many of them focused on their own environment, and not looking at the global environment, but looking at their environment. So when that happens, physicians or hospitals or other providers have a practice, they have a flow, they understand how they do things, hard to change. There is not an industry change. What's happened in the past several years, historically change was driven by large employers. Large employers went to doctors or carriers and said develop these new products, open access, HMO, whatever. And that changed. So healthcare delivery began to change, incentives began to change. 
And then healthcare reform came, and healthcare reform began to change. We finally were beginning to move from fee-for-service, pay for what you do, to pay for outcome. And when you think about paying for outcome, and you think about what outcomes are, it changes the whole world. What does that mean that you're going to pay me? If my patients do better, if I give them better care, if I measure quality, I'll be reimbursed differently, or as a payer, I'll pay you differently. If I assess my patients in a different way and I understand their complexity of illness, will I be paid differently? The answer is yes, that's what's happening. And so physicians are now realizing they can't be islands. They can't be individuals in one or two groups, but they really have to look at the whole ecosystem of healthcare. What do I do as a doctor that impacts that patient from hospitalization, from the meds they take, from the specialists they see, and going back to sort of 50 years ago when your family doctor took care of you. And today, in many ways, the family doctor, the primary doctor, is a triage agent. And I think we're beginning to realize we don't need triage, we need holistic care. We need integrated care. And the goal these days is to bring that back, to have someone accountable, someone in charge, someone who cares, and to help coordinate what's going on around you, and then incent the behavior that makes that happen, which is based on outcomes, so that you spend the time to truly make a difference. And where are you seeing that best expressed? Is that in terms of a patient-centered medical home, an emerging ACO? Where are you seeing it? It's a journey. I mean, there are places where we see ACOs that they're organizing themselves in ways that they're really looking at the data. I think it's very new. The ACOs are beginning. The ACOs, even if we were perfect, that's not the answer. We will evolve, it'll be an iterative process, and the collaboration and the barriers between different folks in the environment will begin to change. There'll be disruptive technologies, there'll be new ideas. We have to embrace them, not fight them. We're still in a fighting mode. We are, providers are, we're still a little bit worried about changing and about what's gonna happen to us. We've gotta got open up, we've gotta allow that in, we have to embrace change, and we have to do it in a way that allows us to survive. We don't wanna be slaughtered. Allows us to survive, bring in new environments, trust each other, and improve care for the patient. So why has this binary choice of my revenues or your expenses or vice versa from the payer to provider perspective, why are we still there? Why haven't we bridged that divide to a more collaborative approach? Because we're still in a fee-for-service environment. It's still the vast majority of what we see in Florida and many other places is you need to pay me more because I want to get more money. We need to pay you less because we're trying to save money or we're trying to do other things. The goal of collaborative care is really just beginning. Hospitals talk about it, but they want to fill beds. Doctors talk about it, but they're incented in many ways to provide more services. When, when the, the model of quality outcomes and not fee-for-service care begins to take hold more and more, it will change. People are driven by incentives, and as the incentives change, meaningfully change. So we talk about it, we're saying it's going that way, but the hospitals still have 90% fee-for-service. And when you're 90% fee-for-service, you survive by filling beds. Doctors are still primarily fee-for-service. When you're, not, when you're primarily fee-for-service, you your, your doctors do the right thing, but they're also financial animals, everyone is, and they make decisions based on the incentives. We have to create the right incentives that benefit the patient and create the right financial environment. I love how you referred to this. Well, this isn't the answer, this being the collection of ACOs, value-based payments and the like as a way station and not a destination or an end journey at this point. 
everything will change around us. The technology will change. Patient expectations will change as we move more towards a consumer market. It all changes. So to say we have the answer, it's impossible because we don't know what tomorrow is going to bring from the government, from the member, from technology, from people's garages who are building disruptive technology. So to assume we have an answer to something that's changing so quickly is naive. Because until it continues to change, we have to continue to change as well. And you broke down some key learnings from the point of view of what hospitals expect, what doctors expect, and what the health plans and payers are looking at. Could you break those out? I mean, look, hospitals on a high level, number one, the world is changing in terms of patient payments. Deductibles are going up, out-of-pockets are going up. Hospital want to, as, as a percentage of income or their revenue, more and more is, will become patient-centered. They want to get paid. And that's a challenge. Patients, it's difficult to get collections. They want to have the liberty to do the right thing. We need to get them into the environment of don't do things just to generate revenue because at the end of the day, it won't generate revenue if it's not the right thing. We've got to get into the mindset of paying them appropriately, getting out of their way, but collaborating with them in a trusting environment. This trust and credibility are critical, otherwise nothing happens, where we all agree that we're trying to do the right thing at the most cost-effective environment. Hospitals understand that today. They understand they're doing things that potentially increase expense, but the environment has to change for them to change. And I think once it does, they will. For physicians, it's also, no one loves mother may I. Everyone wants to be trusted. Physicians want to demonstrate they're doing the right thing. They don't want to be outliers. But there's education. Not every person knows everything. Not every doctor knows everything. We need to make sure we support doctors in clinical decisions when they need it, or they're supported by their peers with clinical uh, decision-making when they need it. We need to support them to allow them to do the right thing and not disincent them from doing the right thing. We don't want them to spend more time with patients, which is the right thing, and pay them less for doing it. So we've got to create what we want to have happen and create the financial incentives and the personal incentives to make that happen. Physicians basically want to take care of patients, they want to do the right thing, they want to keep people healthier, and they want to move things forward. But they need to survive and they need to eat and they need to make a living just like everyone else. They have incredible responsibility. They have incredible stress. It's not easy coming from that environment. Stress on the healthcare of a patient is different than stress of the financials of making a living. Those stresses are unique to physicians or caregivers. We need to support them in that environment. And as payers, we want to create an environment where we can get as many people as insured at as most cost-effectively and high quality as possible by collaborating to bring those costs down, by managing the environment to bring out administrative expenses, and by avoiding duplication. And as a major player in this ecosystem of sorts, what do you see as the biggest obstacles and the greatest opportunities next three to five years out? So clearly, you know, we have to have a regulatory environment that allows us to be creative. Hospitals, doctors, insurers need to support legislation that allows these things to happen. We need to strip out some protectionism on all fronts. We all have it. We need to be open. There needs to be transparency, and we need to have common goals. And we need to never forget that at the center of those common goals is the health care of the patient.
Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.